Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, CK. Hey, Daddy. I was just wondering when I could see you again. Give me a call and let me know. Hey, TK, it's Carmen, baby. How are you? I know you're busy, but I miss you, papi. Te quiero ver. Hey, TK. I'm calling you. I was thinking about you. I'm hoping that I get a call back. It's been on my mind. So, um, you know, it's your girl from Detroit. Give me back when you get a chance, okay? Talk to you later. What's up, everybody? It's comedian T.K. Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. T.K. Kirkland is the philosopher. T to the motherfucking K is my philosophy. Hello? Hello? Hey. What's up, ladies? T.K. Kirkland. How are you? I'm good. How do you pronounce your name again? Kaya. All right, Miss Kaya. How are you, honey? I'm fine. How are you doing? Uh, busy man, but let's jump right into it, beautiful. It seems to be the urgency. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay, so my situation is a little is a little different. I listen to your podcast religiously, by the way. I love it. It's so uh, awesome. Thank you um, so much. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> um, and um, so I'm single. I'm currently single, um, but I... I got out of a relationship about, I would say, nine months ago now, last uh-huh. year, July. Yeah. Um, and we were together for a year, and everything was, like, perfect. Like, when I met him, it was, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I believe in, like, chemistry at first sight, like, really right. strong chemistry. So I was like, this is this is it. Like, And that's normally what I look for when I'm dealing with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, before I met him, I was single for a year and a half. So, like, as soon as I met him, I kind of knew that this was the dude that was going to be my boyfriend. And he knew as well. So, okay. we started kicking it. You know, everything was great. Um, now, the only thing that I had an issue with, not an issue, but, like, I was a little apprehensive about it. I'm 28. He was, he was, I was 26 when I met him. He was 30 at the time. He had a son. Mm-hmm. And I had never dated a guy with kids before, mm-hmm. so and I was kind of against that because I was like, I don't, I love children, but I was like, I don't want to deal with the drama that comes with the baby mama, right. ex wives, and situations like that. I just didn't want to deal with that part of it. Um, but it seemed at the time that he had everything under control. He was like, you know. My baby mama, she's cool, and she doesn't really give me any issues, and, you know, it won't be an issue with us going forward and um, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. But then he had another situation um, that he was in the military um, back in, like, when he was in his, like, 17, from 17 to, like, 21, 22. And after he got out, he got married. Now, his baby mother is a different woman than his ex-wife. So he has two women that he, I guess, deals with. Um, right. And his ex-wife, the only reason he married her is because she told him she was pregnant. They were married for four years. Long story short, he ended it just off of, I don't know, whatever, I guess, irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and he found out about six months after the divorce that the child 
in that relationship was actually not his. So basically wow. he married the girl for no reason. Like, right. You know, because he came from the church and his family, you know, so it was very, it was like, you know, you got to do the right thing. So had he known that that wasn't his child, he probably would have never married that girl. But mm-hmm. he's very bitter about the fact that they've divorced, even though they've been divorced. And he showed me the papers because I'm very, I, I need proof of receipt. So when we got together, I said, you say you're divorced. I need to see the paperwork. You know, he showed me everything. So I know that they're divorced, and they've been divorced for about, officially for about maybe like three, four years now. Okay. But she is still, she has him on child support because she had him on child support before the, before he found out that he wasn't his. Damn. Ever since he found, right, right. So he's Damn. locked in. So ever since he found out, so he's kind of been trying to be like, can you take me off? Can you take me off? But she's, she has two other kids, one of whom is a, is younger than this other one. She doesn't actually know who the father of her son actually is. Mm-hmm. So she, like, super relies on him and his money to help take care of her. She does not have none of the men that she's had children with are with her. So she's very, you know, she's just in a bad space. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of, and his family being charitable people that they are, and they feel bad for the situation, although they, everybody knows what happened, they still kind of put up with, you know, Man. whatever, because they feel like it's good for the good of the child. That's what right. they're worried about. Mm-hmm. And it would be fine, but I can I could tell that he was very conflicted about the situation, where it was like, I love the kid because I, I raised him, you know what I'm saying, and, and I'm still in his life, but I want to, I, I need I want to be able to get away from this ball and chain kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but it was hard for him. So, and I was very delicate with that situation in the beginning. I said, well, you know, he was like, it shouldn't be an issue though, because me and her, we don't deal with each other or whatever. Fine. So I said, okay, fine. You know, and the relationship went perfect. He was like my, he was like the male version of me basically. Okay. So like we were like kicking it, like everything we did, he was, he was like my best friend. So, Everything was good. I think we were together for about nine months, and then we decided to move in together because he wanted to get a job. He was living out in Baltimore. I live in D.C. Okay. He was living out in Baltimore, so he wanted to, you know, come to D.C. so he could be around me more or whatever. So we moved in together, and, um, well, rather, he moved into my apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, about three months later, we broke up because things went dead and I don't think it had to do with us living together I think that was fine but that situation came to a head with his with his ex-wife not his baby mother because his biological son that whole situation was fine like I was actually very cool with his son's mom his biological son Mm -hmm. um you know everything like me and her were cool I was getting her mother's day gifts the Christmas gift like I was being very nice to her she was very crazy Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I mean, I so when you say it came to head, I'm sorry to interrupt. When you came, when it came to head, what happened? Well, so we we went on a trip to Miami for a one year anniversary in July, and it happened to fall on July Fourth weekend, so we got all of that in. Uh-huh. When we came back, his ex wife started blowing up his phone because. In, before, pre, prior to this, a few months prior to this, they had an agreement where 
if she needed something from him or if she needed to speak to him for any particular reason or whatever it had to do with the child support case and whatever, she would talk to his mother. His mother played the mediator for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, back in May, she decided, I'm talking about his ex-wife, decided uh-huh. that she no longer wanted to, um, I guess, go through his mother. She wanted to be in direct contact with him, which I told him. I said, you know, this isn't my situation, but you asked my advice for this, so I'm going to tell you. I said, I think that's a dangerous move that you're making if you're going to allow her to start calling you and text you, because she wasn't before. Right. Um, and I said, if you're going to allow that, I said, I see something's going to happen in the future where she's going to cross that line. And I said, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but knowing her and judging by the things you told me she's done, she seems very spiteful and like she would do something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, he didn't listen, though, and he was just like, you know, I just want to get, because she was supposed to lower the child support payments to him and stuff, but he was like, I just want to get all of this out the way, you know, so it would be quicker if I'm dealing with her rather than going through my mother. I said, okay, fine. Okay. So when we got back, when we got back from Miami, um, she was, they had just decided to close the case, I guess, or not close it, but lowered the amount. I think he was previously paying like $700 a month. Uh-huh. Lowered it to 200 for him, which was fine. So they settled on that. But then once we got back, which was a couple days after they settled on that, um, you know, it was about midnight, and she texted him all this crazy stuff like, um, you know, I can't take it anymore, and I always feel like I'm defending you, and you never stand up for me. Like, just stuff that it was just, like, left field. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not together, whatever. And so that, like, messed his whole night up. He was pissed because then he thought, oh, my God, she's going to be spiteful, and she's going to go back to the court to say, fuck it, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. And I just made you going back to the 700. So then he's worried and stuff. And, you know, the next day he calls his parents and, you know, we go to work like normal and then he calls his parents and he calls me and he's like, I spoke to my parents about it and we're going to go up to, she lives in Pennsylvania and she was like, um, he was like, we're going to go up to Pennsylvania and have a sit down discussion with her. I just want to make sure she hasn't changed anything and, you know, whatever. And I didn't mention this, but they had a sit down discussion a year ago, pretty much about similar things. So I was like, I kind of felt like, okay, y'all having discussions, but is it actually getting anywhere? Like, what's mm-hmm. actually going on? Because we want to, we want to progress. I don't want to, we don't want to keep having these conversations about the same thing. Right. So, you know, and I was a little upset. He had to go up there. You know what I'm saying? But I understood. You know, he had to do what he had to do. But I was just, I was pissed. Okay. <laughs> because we had just come back from our break and everything was good, and then I felt like this was like a curveball being thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. So he went up there, came back, but I was upset, you know, that he went, but, you know, I stayed home and everything like that. He actually had his son that weekend, so mm-hmm. he came by the house and we were hanging out. But then I was kind of in a weird mood and I just wanted to hang out with my friends a little bit. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. How about you take your son to your mom's house? Y'all do something for the weekend and then come back on Sunday. We could talk, whatever. And he was like, He stayed up there to hang out with his friends? No, I I stayed in D.C. He went back to Baltimore with his son for the weekend. And then he was going to come back 
to my house. On okay. Okay. Right. And so, um, so I said, so I said, okay, fine. He was like, all right, cool. I'll do that. But you know, just, I spoke, I called him later on that evening and I asked him, I'm like, you know, how did the conversation go? I know you went and you know, I'm upset about that, but you know, at the end of the day, if shit got resolved, then it's just going to be worried mm-hmm. about it's fine. So he was like, yeah, you know, we had the conversation, and she apologized for overstepping her bounds, texting me at 12.30 midnight with bullshit. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, so how did it go? What does she want from you? And he's like, you know, she wants me to be more involved in, you know, her son's life. And even though I'm not the father because he doesn't have anybody else, and his parents, of course, want that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do then? Like, are you, because I know how on the fence he is. He's on the fence, so what he does is he tells her, yes, I'm going to do it. And then for a few weeks, he's, like, calling the little boy and checking on him and stuff, and then he dips out again. He disappears again because he's not, mm-hmm. his heart is not in it anymore. So right. I said, well, what are you going to do differently this time because you know that if you do things that same way, you disappear again. She's going to pop up again and do this again. I'm like, y'all have this conversation all the time because you're not as attached to this kid as she wants you to be. So I said, you got to do one of two things. I was like, you either got to, I don't know how the courts work with this because this is a really strange thing. I'm sure you know he's kind of like got himself into hot water with it. You either end it, get some lawyers involved, whatever, end it so you don't have nothing to do with it no more. Or because she literally has you, has her hand in your pocket, you deal with it, you try your best to do right by the boy so that she has nothing to say so that we can move on and, you know what I'm saying, like be mm-hmm. without dealing with her antics. And his response was, well, I'll just deal with the fires as they come. Like I'll put the fires out when they come. That's mm-hmm. how I want to deal with it. And I just felt like it was unfair because I was like, you know, also thinking about the kid, I'm like, you know, he is a kid. Like, even though he's not your kid, he is a kid that knows you and his family still as his family. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, if you're going to, you can't half-ass it was my thing. I was like, I feel like you need to. But you're not together no more, right? We're not. So Okay, so let me jump in here. Let me yes, jump in here because you're long-winded in the motherfucker, and it's cool. I'm sorry. I'll let you talk 13 minutes straight, and I said, hey, if I let her go any longer, it'll be next month. So, Love it. Okay, so here's where we are. Yes. If you're not with him anymore, why do you care? He really did because you a I... favor. Okay. And let me tell you why he did you a favor. See, in life, we we is a thing called you can either think with your heart or think with your mind. Right. And you're thinking with your heart. See, right. yes, you like the guy, or matter of fact, you even love him, but mm-hmm. the cards are not dealt for you guys to be together. And I'm going to tell you why. One, he's okay. indecisive. Yeah. He's indecisive. He's not a man's man. He's not, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's not a right. man's man by putting his foot down. You got to be a man, but kid ain't your motherfucking kid. Like, bitch, that ain't my motherfucking kid. I'm out. Right. But niggas want to be right. so emotional. Oh, I helped raise the kid. Nah, fuck that. You got one chance to cross me and say that's not right. my child, bitch. I'm out. 
Um, right. Two, to have his mother, his his dad, all of them driving up to go speak to the girl to get her to lower the child support payment. I felt like punk. that was so silly. That's some punk shit. I'm I'm just sorry. And nothing, okay. And, and this is my state. This is me. You know, like they run shit the way they run. Right. They're just too passive. You know, he could easily get yeah. on the phone with her and say, listen, uh, my money's not right. You know, I'm not the father, so you can't really have this over my head. It's just a lot of just common sense. And he should right. try to find ways to, uh, with the court to get it lowered. Um, so since he's not the father and they see he's not the father, you could easily ask the judge, well, Your Honor, can I get my salary lowered from, uh, I, I still want to be in the kid's life, but can right. I get this lowered to a certain number. So my overall answer to you, this is just a life lesson, baby. This yeah. is teach you. You're a young woman. You know, um, there'll be more men. There'll be more situations. But allow this situation to teach you what not to get involved with again, meaning there's so many lessons here. There's a lesson here, a, a passive man. So any man that you meet, that reminds you of this nigga, run from him. If oh, you've yeah. got a man and he doesn't put his foot down on far baby mama situations, leave his ass alone. It's right. See, what I try to tell people in life, you got to look for weaknesses in a relationship. Weaknesses is a man or woman who drinks. Weaknesses is a man or woman who gambles too much. Weaknesses is a man or woman who smokes too much weed or on drugs. All these things right. are handicaps. These things are handicap a person that's trying to get ahead. So right. you got to either say, do you love them or do you love yourself? And every time I figured it out, I love you, but I love me more. And that's how you have to rock it. You have to be like, you know what, I love you, but I love me more. And I know the dick part was good and everything was wrong, but you're going to get more dick, babe. You gonna get another dude that'll be in a better see, situation. Thing. So I've been dating. I have like you know ever since. Well, it took me a two months, but since like December, January. But uh-huh. like I just haven't. Like everybody's whack to me. Like everybody. And they're like, gonna be whack for a minute. But you'll uh, find somebody else. Just don't look. Just go out and have a good time. And if you see somebody you like just sexually, fuck them and let them go on about his business. You ain't gotta be with the nigga. You ain't got marriage to put, put a condom on. Um, come to my house, so I come in your house, have a glass of wine. We have a good time. And I'll call you if I want to speak to you again. You got to do what niggas do. No, and again. I do. I've been moving like that. I yeah, haven't. you got to move like that because the world, you know, this shit is fucked up how women take advantage of men and dick the girl down and don't want to call the girl no more. And then they will get situations like the guy with the baby. Mm-hmm. See, men have a bad tendency of sticking their dick in the women just because she got a fat ass or was cheap, but don't think about the consequences where this bitch fucking around with somebody right. else. And right. you have to do what I call do your due diligence. <laughs> now, as women like you, who me, he's still a nice guy. He's probably a wonderful guy. He got a job. You know, he pays his yeah. bills. But as a man... He's not strong enough to put the female in check. So yeah. here's the question. When that came to head, how did he wind up leaving? Like what happened after that? Um, 
I've so <laughs> I'm very okay before I say anything, like I'm an alpha female and like uh-huh. I feel like we've had we had we had, had that conversation a few times. Right. So I was like I feel like you just so on the fence, you not man enough for me. Like all the stuff you saying is stuff that came up. So I said, You gotta get out. So I kicked him yeah. out. I was like, go. I can't do it no more. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I said, this had nothing to do with me not loving you, but I feel like you not protecting our relationship by... He's not a man. And he could be a man, or there's a hidden agenda that you have no idea, know nothing about. See, there's levels to things. There's him not being a strong man. It's him like, damn, he's still fucking her. You understand what I'm saying? Right, it's so right. it's so many it's so and many lanes. Thing when I explained it to people, they was like, "Is he still messing with her? Because there yeah. should be no reason why he's not telling her where to put it." Exactly. And who wants to live like that? Is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Who the fuck exactly. wants to wake up every day? You ain't doing what you're supposed to do. And I got to have this on my mind where I want to have exactly. fun. I want to enjoy my life. I'm going to take trips. I want to fuck the hell out of you. I might want to have my own family one day. But because you're paying all this money to one child, and if I have a baby with you, now you, you, if you're weak about this, you're really going to be fucked up when I have a child. Yeah, because now you got pressure. Now you got extra pressure. Exactly. Remember one thing I'm about to tell you. Our relationship is a business. And when you sit down with someone you like, or love, you got to make sure that their money's right. You got to make sure they have a good job. You got to make sure they're not weak. See, these signs is weaknesses. Mm-hmm. The dude could mm-hmm. be green and bad. He could take nice trips, but who the fuck want to fuck with a weak man or a weak woman? Now, there's a, what I call a clause to this. Okay. The clause to this is, the majority of men today are weak. Right. I don't know right. what has, what, what's in the water, what's in the fluoride, or what the fuck is going on. But the mm-hmm. men today, are weak. they look strong. Some got brains, right. some carry guns, some think they're tough. But deep down inside, they're not solid. Right. Deep down inside... They they can't carry the weight. And I want the men who are listening to this understand that if the shoe fits, I hope it cracks your motherfucking toes because I am talking about you. But to the men who are real men, if you see a man that's weak, try to encourage him. See, because my timeline, my Twitter, my DM. My emails is full. I got enough work to last me for 10 years. <laughs> I swear to God. But what I want people to understand, sometimes I don't call people back on purpose right. for a while. I don't call them back on purpose because there's a, a method to the way I move. Yeah. The way I move is I'm going to call eventually. I may not call you, but I, what I want is them to become men by trying to figure it out. Out, yeah. See, the, the test here is can you figure it out? Right. Whether you talk to your mother, whether you talk to a priest, or whether you talk to TK. I want right. you to be able to figure it out. So if I do ever call you, 
you could tell me, TK, you know what, fam? Thanks for calling. I figured out you just happened to catch me at the right, right time. time. Right. When I say the right time, the right time. <laughs> because I was supposed to have been in the gym. I was supposed to be doing some <laughs> other things. And I said, all right. <laughs> she said, this is urgent. I said, if, she, if I call her and it's some corny shit, I'm going to check her ass. <laughs> but, but what you got is on your part is that you're a phenomenal woman. You had your fun, you saw your worth, and that's what's really important. And you put a motherfucker out. See, some women, and you're lucky he wasn't weak, that he tore your house up, that he cried. Yeah, see, that's the other thing women go through. They let these men move in with them, and then when it's time for them to go, these guys lose their mind, they start tripping because... Mm They don't have nowhere to go. Their money right. is fucked up. You just have right. to find a nice guy. But, baby, can you do me a favor? In the future, don't let nobody else move in with you, hun. Yeah, no, I'm done. Like, I'm so done with that. Like, yeah, don't done. do that. You know? Because it's, you know, it's corny and it's whack. And I no, it's it, not but... corny. It's just that. It's corny unless... if the guy. No, let me say this. It's not corny <laughs> if the guy got his shit together. Yeah. But what I mean by sit together ain't no baby mama drama, could do, no problems whatsoever. But everything you're going through is your life lessons. Right. And one day you'll be able to tell your children or somebody else the same scenario or what to do and what not to do. It's just that it's your life lesson. And you can't teach nobody nothing unless you're actually going through something. So That's you're going right. through something. And now you know what you like and what you don't like. And I'm glad that when I'm talking, you can hear that you made the right decisions because this is beautiful to know that you put them out. I'm glad yeah. that you put them out and you're like, oh, he I got felt work bad right now. at the time. Like, I bad. Don't never feel bad. But at the end of the day, when you put your head on that pillow, you got to be the winner. True. When you close your eyes at night, you got to make sure no one got over on you and that you thought about your feelings first if it's a situation that caused you to think of your feelings first. In this right. scenario, all that extra drama and the parents going to the house, her text like it was so extra. Yeah, anybody got time for that shit. I was like, I didn't sign up to be in a Jerry Springer relationship. Like, I there thought it was going to be just cool. You know what I mean? Right, right. But the bad part on your part that you did, you allowed Dick to make you make an improper decision. Sure did. Nine months is too soon to let a nigga move in with you. Yes. Definitely it is. too soon. It is. You're right. You're right about that. That's why I'm like. You got your fucking mind. I guarantee if you'd have waited six, seven more months, you probably would even move in together. But see, it was the sex. Sex fucks up everybody's decision. It does. It does. It definitely does. Everybody. Ooh, he fucked me good. And you giggling with your girlfriend. Yeah, girl, he did this, and ooh, he licked me, and he sucked right. the titty, and he pulled the hair, oh, God, it was beautiful. 
And then three weeks later, all right, nigga, ain't shit, bitch. Just motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you're right about that. I mean, and that's probably partially why I still miss him. Like, I feel like I miss him physically, and I miss yeah. the bond we had besides that. Like, we was really cool, like, really good friends and everything. But when I think about, you know, like, what I just told you, the drama and stuff, it, it hurts me, and it makes me feel like I don't want to go back to that. You know what I'm Listen to me. It's the greatest thing you've ever did. The flyest gentleman told me this once. I was going through some problems with my youngest daughter's mother years ago. And mm-hmm. me and this guy is real tight. And the guy's name is Andre 3000 from Outcast. And yeah, we walk okay. through the airport. It's like 6 in the morning. We walk mm-hmm. through the airport. We talk and I'm telling about my situation. And he says something that was phenomenal that I still remember to this day. He said, you got to choose which poison you want. True. So you pick something that even though it hurts, you chose yourself. And by choosing yourself, always bet on you, babe. Always bet on you. No matter how this shit go down in life, always bet on you. Because niggas come like a revolving door. Very true. And like I tell guys all the time, there's a group of college bitches graduating in June. <laughs> there's a group of niggas graduating in June also. It's a whole yeah. new team coming out here. So don't put yourself under pressure. It was a beautiful moment. You might see him again. You might even fuck him one more time. You see I him out one more time. Yeah, you see him again. I didn't fuck him. him. Yeah, you know what? You be the you be the motherfucker that's smooth. You see him again, fuck him, suck his dick in the car, and just leave. <laughs> like have a nigga in the car, right? Have a drink. He's like, pull your pants down for a minute. Like what? Pull your pants down. Suck that nigga's dick. Look him in the eye and leave. Don't call him. Don't do nothing. And that will fuck him up for the rest. Of his life, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, when you do that, you gotta make sure you hit me back. I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's gonna be kind of hard because he got a new girlfriend now. But dang. oh, he got a girlfriend dang. already. God damn! How long have they broke up? Uh, we've been broken up since we really talk. Okay, so we broke up in July, but we were doing the back and forth until okay, like, it's been a while. Okay, uh huh. But even still, like, I think he got his new girl a couple months after that. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There's so many angles to this. He yeah. could have been telling you that to get out of the relationship. True. You know, he's probably playing chess with your ass. That sounds like a chess move. It's not like he was doing yeah. that to, to get you because there was no problem in leaving. You see what I'm saying? Right. So right. It, it was a hidden agenda, and that's what I was saying. With a man, you got to always look, I always call it look down the field. You got to see what else is going on because is he really doing this to cause confusion because there's something else going on? Is he throwing the baby mama thing at me because he's plotting to do something else? Who the fuck wants to live like that anyway? Yeah, like that's, yeah, no. It gave me a headache even thinking about it. Like, I can't. I mean, I do, I will say I miss his family. They were always very supportive of me. I miss his, his kids. 
Right. His sisters still hit me up. They still love me. I don't think anybody's rocking with a new girl like that, to my knowledge. But that's Listen his problem. That's does, not my You don't problem. care. Stay in touch with it's, the sisters just for a little bit and then let their ass go, too. True. You don't want to have no attachment to none of, none of that. It was a, it's a chapter. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even a chapter. It was a page in your life that Word. you were always cold, close to your heart, but you got to move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. move on. Now, what kind of work do you do? I'm an accountant. I do a lot. So I'm an accountant, but I also blog, and I also write music and do poetry and stuff. Like, I'm all over the place. But my okay. job job well, is an accountant. Okay, so you, you, you have other avenues of income. You have other activities. You have other ways mm-hmm. to express and be creative with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You win it, sweetheart. Don't don't allow this shit with this guy or any man stagnate you whatsoever because, really, you did yourself a favor. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm I was doing you. that. You know, no disrespect to men who got babies, but it's really a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's hard for a man to date a woman that got kids, and it's hard for mm-hmm. a woman to date a man that got children because there's so many different energies being pulled so many different ways. Right. You now you got a man who want to be responsible for his children that he may not want to be. you got a woman right. that's dating a man or a guy, dating a girl, got babies from a previous relationship, but now you want to have a child. But financially, right. if you have, if y'all have a child together, it's going to fuck everything up. Then you can move in together, have a great family, but now the kid's father don't like the nigga in the house with the other person. Now right. you have this this friction and this confusion. Right. Or better yet, let's go deeper. You got the kid like, you ain't not my motherfucker father. Now you got that problem. Right. Uh-huh. See, I couldn't do that. I'll put the bitch and the kid out. I'm like that. Everybody got to go. Because I don't live my life like that. I live my yeah, life no. free. Everybody right. gets the fuck out. Out. <laughs> we have nowhere to go. I don't give a fuck. Everybody, I'm, I'm going to bed. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink some ginger tea. I'm going to fucking sleep. Ain't nobody got time for this disrespect-led child. I hear you. No, I hear you. I mean, I I tried it because I liked him. But, again, like I said, I was very much against it before dating him, and I'm back to being against it now. Because I'm like, all right, I tried it out. Remember the peace of mind? Yeah, peace of mind. And I bet you won't do it again. Damn sure won't. I bet you that shit. Mm -hmm. I bet you everything I know in life. Yeah, a nigga tell you he got a kid, you gonna be like, ugh, oh, it's ugly to me. Right. When, when, he, when he say that, you gonna say, ah, oh, you ugly to me. <laughs> that's true shit. Seriously, that's how it feels though. But like, yeah, see, a relationship. I always say this: a woman with children, a man with children, is only great mm-hmm. when you meet the man or a woman. When the kid is about to leave the house, right. when the kid is about 21 years old, he's going to college, <laughs> he's in his own place. Ah, oh, yeah. I call that being reborn because now the True. child is out of your house. 
a woman can go back to being a hoe or really dating a man, you know, really dating the dude without stressing the home. There was a guy one time I did an interview with, and I love him to death. He, um, I let him talk, and he he said that he hated his mom's boyfriend. The dad just got a divorce, and um, the mom was dating the dude. He took her money, but she's still kicking it with him. And I said, how old are you? He says, I'm 27 years old. I said, nigga, you got to get the fuck out of your mom's yeah, house. Like, yeah, I said, you can't be monitoring her, her getting fucked and who was she doing with her money. I said, that's her house. <laughs> right. I said, you on borrowed time. You shouldn't be right. even in there having problems with your mom. And do you know over the last six months he got his life together? He got a place. He calls me all the time. I had to tell him stop calling me so much because I right. wanted him to grow up. Like, I'm not trying to be your friend like that. I want to be able to meet people, share with them my wisdom, and right. and, 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 and put you on the right path. And you can call. Right. Even you can call, hun, anytime you want. Just don't call me too motherfucking much. I'm busy. Yeah, no, I don't. You know, call me once in a while. TK, how you doing? TK, I hear you got a show coming to town, but don't be calling me no once a motherfucking week. I swear to God, I was like, listen. <laughs> Cut him <them> off. <laughs> you call me one more motherfucking time, I'm a block. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm a block. You. you can't figure this shit out. I gave you the best advice I can. You know, <laughs> this shit is free. This is Dr. Phil's um, course. You know. I mean, I got it together. I just, it helps sometimes for me to, like, hear other people's perspective, especially, you know, an older person who's probably been yeah. shit like you. You know what I'm saying? Because no, I talk to all my friends, but they're all my age. So it's like, right. they don't say, you know, whatever. So it's like, all right. And then my yeah, parents, man. they say stuff, but they're my parents. So they're right. Right, yeah, they're not going to keep it 100 with you. I'm here to right. tell you, suck a nigga's dick. Fuck them if you can. <laughs> Masturbate as much as you can. But no, you have to have what I call um, strategy when you masturbate. Like, if you know you're going on a date, don't masturbate right before you, you know you're about to get the dick. <laughs> you gotta, if you know you're going on a date Friday, you got to stop masturbating around Tuesday. Right. So that way that shit build up for you and you're ready to mm-hmm. roll. But don't be masturbating like <laughs> a day before the same day and try to get some dick because then it won't feel good. So it's right. called no discipline. You got to be disciplined. You got to have pussy discipline. And that's how you rock it. <laughs> that is so <laughs> I mean, I think my problem was mostly that, like, I just still love him and care for him. But I, I love him, like, unconditionally. Like, you know how you can love somebody, but you don't like them at the moment because I feel like you're fucking up. Like, that's how it is. Like, you fucking up. But if you were to flip the page and act right, we could talk. But then again, I know men don't change. People don't change, really. So, and that's know, true. And though some people can change, because I've I've changed from a criminal to just a solid dude. And I really wasn't a criminal right. criminal. I was just trying to find myself because I was going to college. Uh-huh. I was doing mm-hmm. things in my life when I was doing crazy stuff. So it wasn't like I was just right. some bum dude on the street. But what I can right. tell you from reading so much in life and and meeting so many people from around the world, you got to meet the person that you want when you meet them. If they're not the way they you want them to be when you meet them, you got to go because who wants to change a person? True. Ain't nobody got time for that. 
No. I mean, look at um, look at T.I. and Tiny. They've been together forever. She tried, you know what I'm saying, hold him down, and then all of a sudden he flipped the page and was like, nope, marriage is not for me anymore, whatever, whatever. And I think Right, and it depends on how that went down. Like I said, it's so many right. variables to that as well. True. You know, True. we don't know what she did True. to cause him pain. We don't know right. what he's done to cause her pain. Um, right. One, when you get married, you can't still mm-hmm. have extramarital affairs. You can't have you can't, people come right. in your bedroom. Just like with the girl, um, Belafonte and Mel B, right? Uh-huh, now, uh-huh. Apparently, they, they had threesomes with the nanny. Right. And I believe it. That's it's good. probably true. And I'm glad right. I didn't know Mel B was a freak like that. I'm like, I'm on, I'm, I'm thinking about finding that bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mel B getting down like that? I need a holler at that bitch. But, <laughs> but the thing that they doing wrong is that it came back to bite them on the ass. That's right. And you can't be fucking a nanny. And what women need to understand, when you have a threesome, one guy, two girls, so many things can happen. Mm-hmm. When you walk out the house, the dude can go probably fuck the Call girl more while you're right. not there because he want to feel like he mm-hmm. wants some sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, the nigga can leave and the two bitches is fucking. Right. Now the dude walks back in on that time. What the hold up, bitches? <laughs> what the Y'all fuck? Y'all ain't wait for me. <laughs> Y'all ain't wait for me. What the fuck is going on? Now he's feeling all disrespected and emotional. Uh-huh. He's packing his shit, leaving. It's his house. He's such a bitch. <laughs> He leaving the two bitches that started fucking. Nah, everybody get the fuck out. Both you bitches got to <laughs> Right. Everybody got to go now. Everybody got to go. What the fuck am I leaving for? I don't leave you two bitches in here. As soon as I leave, y'all going to be back in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's some funny shit. That's some funny shit for real. I can't believe it. Really is. I can't believe it. Well, beautiful, out of all the calls I've had, you have done a phenomenal job because you thought Thank about you. you. You thought about you in the situation, and it wasn't right, so you put the motherfucker out, and boom. And like I said, we're going to say that you did the right thing. At right. the same time, the nigga might have played chess, and this is what he wanted to get out of the relationship. Right, and that's the other thing I started to think. I was like, wait a minute, because after, you know, I seen he had a new girl, I'm like, so did he pull this whole thing because he really was not feeling the situation and he exactly. didn't say anything? Right. right. And since men are weak, since the majority of most men are weak, mm-hmm. and he got a girlfriend already, mm-hmm. that's the route that he took. Right. That's the route that yeah, he took. He, that. Did, he, he did your favor. Yeah. He did your favor. You had yeah. fun. You went on a couple of trips. You got your pussy. He ate pussy. Did he eat pussy? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> then, you know, you had fun, you know, and, and you keep it moving. You hope you learn something in that relationship sexually. So when you meet the new dude, pass it on to that nigga. And they're like, hey, bitch, I love you. And you're like, hey, I love you too. <laughs> Fall in love. Yeah, make a nigga fall in love, but don't let him move in. On that note, baby, okay, no. I love you. Call me anytime. Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you tell all your friends 
to listen yes. to the TK Kirkland show. We doing big numbers out here and just audio. We ain't doing no video. We just doing audio and we <laughs> killing the game because what we talk about change lives, motivate people, and we keep it ninety nine over here because sometimes you gotta lie. Right, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Love you for life. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by Charlemagne the God, music by Lando Beats. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.